strolling by the Olzsa River in Polish Cheshen, remnants of the Austro-Hungarian Empire will cast shadows on the winding cobblestone streets. And the castle of the former Dukes of Teschen towers over the city. On the other side of the river, Zaoja, you can see factory smokestacks rise above the small Czech town of Chesky Teschen. They were once one city, not two, and you might think they are still the same city if you don't look too close. Just as the river carves its path into the land, the border shapes people's lives. Growing up on the border marks you for the rest of your life. Roman Wirt, co-owner of a Polish bookstore on the Czech side, said he and his friends used to play an innocent children's game. The task was to run from the shallowest part of the river to the other side of the border, climb the wall, touch the top of it and return back to the Czech side. However, Roman couldn't understand why the border guards sometimes wouldn't let them cross to the other side, even though their parents or friends were waiting for them. As an adult, he continued to play the game during hikes. Not only does he want to feel an adrenaline rush, but he wants to show opposition to the fact that the region is divided. Tough times call for clever solutions. When crossing a guarded border is only allowed with a special permit and unapproachable luxuries are tempting, the law becomes just an obstacle to overcome. And according to the locals, everything was smuggled between the cities. Roman remembers how one man was checked every time he crossed the bridge on his bike, but the guards could never find what he was smuggling. Years later, this man admitted that it was bicycles. First, he would cross the bridge on an old bicycle and then return the same way on a new one. że po prostu całą przemycą, że oni mu sprawdzali wszystko, a on mówił: "No a zauważyliście rower, że zawsze jadę na starym, a wracam na nowym?" Animals were also not allowed to cross the border, so farmers put rubber boots on their hooves to hide their tracks. Michał Przybara described a memory from his childhood as a Pole living in a Czech part of Cieszyn. A passerby asked his father and him to bring a bottle of rum across the border. Michał's dad put it in his backpack and crossing the bridge felt like an adventure, like he was a partisan. Their plans succeed. Aleksandra Błahut-Kowalczyk, a Lutheran diakon from the Polish side, admits that she had only smuggled once in her life. Baby shoes to celebrate her son's first year of life. She hung them on a string between her legs and hid them under her skirt. But after successfully smuggling them, she felt humiliated. The border's importance rise and falls depending on the benefits. After loosening controls at the border and the collapse of smuggling, people were also keen to take advantage of the benefits of living in a border town. Wherever the economic situation is better, both Czechians go shopping there. However, this led to resentment between the two nations and some rather radical solution in the 90s. Michał remembers the great fear locals had about the incoming Poles buying up goods on the smaller Czech side of town, so many shopkeepers stopped selling products to non-Czech speakers. However, the situation changed when Czechs started coming to the Polish side a few years later. The dispute disappeared. Today residents live in greater harmony. At the city market, Polish, Czech and the local dialect mingle. Shoppers can pay with either Czech koruna and Polish zloty. 
but the similarities end when paying with a card, which is less common on the Czech side. However, in 2020, the pandemic has set Czechians back in time. The border between the Czech Republic and Poland was closed. For Pavel Pech, a Czech translator of Polish books, the situation at the border was even stricter than under communism. He tells how a Czech woman who was out walking her dog failed to notice that she had reached the Polish side, which led to an unpleasant situation. Roman remembers how both the Polish and Czech sides organized picnics at the top of Chantoria Hill. He recalls that even when the border guards were notified and arrived on the spot, they had no legal means to deal with the problem, so the party went on. Differences between the Czech and Polish coronavirus measures divided the Czechians even after the border reopened. Pavel mentions that he still didn't believe when the soldiers disappeared. And he asked himself, can I really go to the Polish part to buy their newspapers again? When the borders were closed, some negative aspects of the coexistence between these two nations surfaced. But now everything is almost back to pre-pandemic times. Borders open and borders close. But simply saying this does not live up to the rich history of these cities. The border has never been just the river. It also exists in people's minds. 100 years ago, before the cities were divided, they were at the center of this world. The Austro-Hungarian Empire's trains passed through here and a tram connected both sides of the Olsha River. Now you only see tracks leading to the bridge and two train stations on each side of the river. Not even a bus connects the two cities. This tram that no longer exists evokes nostalgia towards the past, when Tishin was one town. The Czechoslovakia-Polish military conflicts after the division of the former Duchy of Teshin do not play a significant role in the life of the local community, at least at first glance. Nevertheless, they remain in the subconscious and have the potential to divide the population. Each city has a local museum that describes these conflicts briefly and only tells the story in their native language. These two institutions are just 500 meters apart, with the river between them. The Polish invasion of the Kieszyn region in 1938 is hardly mentioned in either museum. It is one of the many significant events from the past that have almost disappeared from memory. While the history is often reduced to Czech-Polish relations, the German-speaking and Jewish communities used to play an important role here too. They almost disappeared in the 1940s as they were murdered or displaced. However, they remain present, at least symbolically, thanks to their influence on the local dialect. On the streets of Kishin, you can hear Polish and Czech, and if you listen carefully, you can also pick up something peculiar. Linguists from both sides of the river argue that this special Kishin dialect is more similar to their own national language. What is certain is that Ponashimu strongly manifests the local identity. Roman Wirth, when asked about his identity, pinpoints it to Stella, meaning here in the dialect. 
I jestem też zarówno jak Polakiem. The sense of belonging and identity differs significantly among residents of Tieszyn. Those born in the city feel a strong connection to this place. Even though the current Polish-Czech border divides the historical duchy of Teshin, local people still identified with this broader region. In their opinion, the region is much more complex and more faithfully reflects the cultural and linguistic heritage. The border disappeared after both countries joined the Schengen area in 2007. As Alexandra Błahut-Kowalczyk recalls, the event has been wildly celebrated among locals and plays an important role in the collective memory. Despite this historical milestone, the division in the mindset of the locals remained for a long time. Michal Przewara, the director of Polish Cultural Center, points out that the mutual relations across the river were only established around 10 years ago. From his youth in the 1990s, he remembers the distrust and hostility at the newly opened border and the strict segregation of both communities. Regardless of these past sentiments, the younger generation of Tieshin residents put significant weight on the benefits of the European idea. Locals are united by the added value of living together rather than by some distinct local identity. Immigrants from other parts of Poland and the Czech Republic further shape the cosmopolitan character of the city. While municipal politics bridges the gap in a divided region, bringing locals closer together in social and cultural life. Two bridges cross the Oja River today, the bridge of friendship and the bridge of freedom. There was a third one before, the Kometz Bridge, but it's long gone and her memory has faded away. People cross the bridges without thinking twice, maybe not even checking for their passports, not checking if they have Zlatier crowns, barely noticing the welcoming signs. Czeska Republika, Rzecz Pospolita Polska. But listening to the stories of the inhabitants of Czechin and Czeski Teshin, the sheer possibility of the border closing again still exists in their minds. Schengen was celebrated with champagne, music, and tears. It was celebrated by establishing a new normal. But with recent events, the border by the Oja could become real again. This was a podcast from the In Between 2022 series, a podcast by the European Network Remembrance and Solidarity. ENRS is funded by the Ministries of Culture of Poland, Germany, Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. The project In Between 2022 is co-funded by the European Union. Views and opinions expressed are, however, those of the authors only and do not necessarily reflect those of the European Union or the European Education and Culture Executive Agency, EACEA. Neither the European Union nor the granting authority can be held responsible for them. Produced by Dorota Błaszczyk, Julia Czołek, Adam Cerhak, Magda Kopańska, Mokal Masz, Ludziak Niemiec, Emma Poliwkowa, Weronika Warzycha, Maciej Zawistowski. Of the in-between project with support of Beata Tomczyk, INRS.
and Jarosław Kociszewski, Free Range Productions.